hesitate to enjoy 38. So, the former Secretary of State, John Kerry, exploded on Trump after the president exited the Iran nuke deal on Tuesday. And in a desperate move, John Kerry has been secretly engaging in unusual and most likely illegal shadow diplomacy with Iranian leaders in an effort to salvage their nuclear deal he helped to craft also known as a violation of the Logan Act. Nobody's disputing it, and even people in the government, like Ted Cruz, for example, calling attention to it. Uh, yeah, it's subversion, you can't do it. And so, John Kerry, Obama, liberals, you know, those same crew, that same crew of people, even the ones that are in uh, Congress, they still keep telling people for some strange reason that this, that this Iranian nuke agreement prevents Iran from getting a nuclear weapon. Now, the average layperson may be a bit green when it comes to uh, this type of subject, but I'm pretty sure that if you give them a lot of money Couple that with the knowledge base that they've built up secretly and a bunch of uranium-1 uranium. I think, and, and you allow them to enrich uranium with centrifuges, I think it's an inevitability that you're going to be dealing with a nuclearized Iran. It doesn't prevent anything. It, it, it actually makes it a certainty. So these people are like bald-faced lying like two people in public. And it is like the largest lie I have ever heard. We've given them everything, but that doesn't mean they're going to get uh, a nuke. We've, in, we've put steps in there to ensure that they don't get one. My friend, you didn't. That is, not, that is most certainly what you did not do. You did the opposite of that. You did the opposite of prevent. You helped them to invent one. These guys, they, I'm telling you, some people got to start getting arrested. This is some high-level treason. This is treasonous stuff. And they double down on it. Don't double down, you idiot. Go home. John Kerry, uh, you're not the Secretary of State. Obama, you're not the President. You're not the shadow. You're not nothing. And now that Trump has withdrawn the United States from the Iran nuclear deal that took five years of your hard-earned diplomacy to craft took you five years of diplomatic work to figure out how to get Iran a nuclear weapon or multiple nuclear weapons and how to make sure that people think that they're not going to get nuclear weapons. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, that's a tall order right there. That's a, that's a really tall order. But you did it. And so then the next guy, and this is the beautiful thing about the United States, is that the next guy in... He doesn't have to follow any of the stuff that you put in place. He doesn't have to do any of it. In fact, he can overturn it. And there's not a thing you can do about it. If you wanted a legacy, I mean, the Iran deal is not your legacy. I think the only thing that you would have left Obama 
as a legacy is cash for clunkers. <laughs> cash for clunkers. Turn in those dirty cars and get brand new cars. Only problem was is that everybody turned in their cars to save the world, save the environment, and then they couldn't afford brand new ones. See, that was the reason why they were driving the old ones. Yeah. Stupid. Like, these people are ridiculously stupid. Ridiculously stupid. And they keep, so they keep throwing this back at people like, oh, oh that's, like that's keeping them from doing that. Crooked Hillary weighs in. This nut job. So there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. CBO reports record surplus after Trump tax cuts. <laughs> Stuff that they could not foresee or predict. <laughs> Just kidding. They knew what was going to happen. Look, I've told you this before. All my listeners know the economies and the governments, it is a known quantity. It is known how it operates. It doesn't operate any other way. And when you're messing with it, stealing, bribing, cajoling, doing those nefarious type activities that the Obama administration was widely known for and the Clinton administration was widely known for. And, and the shadowy people that have been in Washington for quite some time, okay? Bribes, kickbacks, all kinds of different things that are nefarious. But people, people know that that's what's going on. I mean, that's how you can tell that you don't know what you're doing and you don't have any business being in government at all. Not anywhere near it. Like, literally, I, do, I would not um, put you in charge of a McDonald's. Not ever. Not ever. It's absurd. Israel launches airstrike against Syrian and Iranian forces close to Damascus. Yeah, that's pretty serious. I mean, it's pretty serious stuff. Uh, and I read a report today that they were prepping all of their shelters and, and you know, pretty much preparing for the worst, which is prudent. Uh, given the circumstances, I, you know. But I think Trump is on the right track that uh, it's everyone else that should be on their, on the defensive, not, not the United States. It's everybody else. So, more trashy liberals just taking dives, okay? So apparently, <laughs> apparently, so when the FBI used to say they knew where this, you know, who had skeletons in the closets or where the bodies were buried, so to speak. And they'd have dossiers and dirt on every single one of our elected officials. And they would use that to control them and manipulate them in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and for the most part, there's a lot of politicians in Washington that were doing the very same thing. They would know certain things about people. And, and uh, it's funny because a lot of the things that they would know are things that they know because they were there when they happened. So it's kind of incredible that, that it's gone on for this long and it's gotten this bad. But so now come to find out these people, these liberals who were trying to champion these Me Too, you know, causes and women's causes are actually people that choke and beat women while having sex with them. This is more of this double-sided doublespeak. And I'll tell you what, once again, I'm going to say it again. Liberals have no business being in government. Not at all whatsoever. If you wanted to talk to me about, you know, planning, uh, city planning, you know, governmental, you know, uh, uh, fundings, uh, efficiencies, things like that. And you said you were a Democrat and that's what you wanted to talk about. I'll talk about that all day long and I will listen and we can have a, a great conversation about that. But if you're going to just push upon people, these problems that you've created, 
and you you make up these fake problems, and then it turns out that you're part of that problem because you're making that problem. That's what liberals do. They make liberals have made all of these problems. They've made all of these problems, and then they and this is their whole game plan: is they're going to make all these problems, and then they're going to be the ones to solve them. How are they going to solve them? Well, they're going to stop doing it. <laughs> we got to get we got to get a handle on the people beating the women. We got to get a handle on people beating the women and mistreating women. As soon as I'm elected, I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> I'm going to stop beating women. This is insane. Okay, it's insane. These people, they got to go. Yeah, gone. I also saw today somebody on Twitter, it doesn't matter who it was, had posted a pedigree of Justin Trudeau. Now, we're going to change gears here for a second. We're going to shift into a different subject. So, Canada, a lot of people don't know this, but Canada, when it was first founded as New France, it was loaded with, um, they got a bunch of guys to move there and settle there, but there was no women. So to solve this, the king sent all of these women. And the women that came from France, uh, they called them the Fee du Roi. Fee du Roi, whatever you want to say, however you want to say it. But these were considered daughters of the king. Some of them were orphans. Some of them were, uh, you know, so it turns out that some of them were actually kings of the, daughters of the kings, okay? So in Canada, and especially in Quebec, they have these large families who are descendants of these royal families. So today, I see this, this guy had posted this whole long list of, I don't know, it's like 23 generations of Sophie Trudeau and Justin Trudeau's family tree. And I guess they trace back their, their ancestry to a gal named Isabelle Dampierre. So that, and she, I guess she was like a, this is like Luxembourg or something. And you know me, I'm like, what, what, who, who's this? What's going on? Is, and so this guy was like serious about this stuff. He was like, you're like, I'm also a descendant of this person. Now, look, when you go back, you know, several generations, you get back, you know, a few generations, you're, you're related to a lot of people, okay? And if you go back far enough, you are related to the entire world that was alive at that time uh, several times over, okay? But that's what the deal is with the royal families throughout history has been to keep the oldest one named and known so that they knew where to place this, this, um, that was their inheritance. They would inherit it so that everybody would remember that, oh, okay, this is the oldest, the oldest line. And they would do that. Every single one of them would do that. And over the thousands of years, you know, there were connections that were made by treaties and marriages and so, and so on and so forth, right? So, the, so there's no, so the likelihood that you are a descendant of a king or queen is a certainty, really, okay? Like one of your descendants is you're going to actually find in your family tree that you are a descendant of, you know, somebody that it was important. So in Quebec, because of how they, um, because of how they arranged New France, 
it's even more so than anywhere else in the world. So it essentially created like a new type of people because some of them also intermarried into the native tribes that were there, joined with those tribes, and then those subsequent generations were reintroduced into that French line. So you have this native French amalgamation, that, that this prototype that, you know, is put together and thoroughly, you know, brought together. So but that's not what this guy's saying here. What this guy's saying here is that the rest of us are all just peons, but somehow because Justin Trudeau is descended from Isabelle Diampierre of, of Luxembourg or something, that that means that he's somebody special. I'm going to just leave it at that because, first of all, the only thing special about that guy is especially his special ed. Okay? The dude is special ed, seriously. And I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. Like, there are people who... <laughs> there are people who are related to, a, like, some seriously more important people than that one person. Okay? So like, and if you just try to connect yourself to that one person, it's like you've not, you've excluded like several others, okay, that you would have to be connected to, but not, they're not all in a straight line and they're not all paternal necessarily. So, so that's where the rub comes in with, with that whole thing in Quebec. Okay. So I will just cut to the chase on that and this is funny to me because, because they have people there, like I said, that have serious pedigrees. Now, I'm not saying that these people are like just, they're not like hoity-toity people holding wine glasses and stuff like that. No, these are farmers, like an average farmer in Quebec has <laughs> like this massive pedigree. And, and they still, they study this stuff, okay? But you get, but the... Like, I'm seriously disappointed. So, the, to find out that this is that, this is this royal family connection. 20, <laughs> 23 generations ago, he was married to the, the second wife of Guy Dampierre. <laughs> now, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? But there's nothing wrong. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, but if you're thinking that that is going to give you preeminence over the <laughs> preeminence over the, the the nice farmer guy that's just down the road who's just having a nice farm or maybe he's got a winery or something, you know, that he's growing grapes and stuff like that, and just the average guy, maybe the <laughs> like the mechanic down the street, he probably has a better pedigree than that. Uh, so the funny thing about that is, is that is that this is the same connection that Hillary Clinton has. <laughs> this is the same connection that Hillary Clinton claims. Remember when she was talking about how, it's my turn. <laughs> so, I've touched on this before. Okay, so you have Trudeau, you have Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and you have Barack Obama. Now, Barack Obama is descended from this guy named John Bunch who arrived in the English colonies on the eastern east coast of the United States uh, in the English colony, 1647. His name was John Bunch. And so he's like, yep, yep. Now look, if you were going to overthrow the United States of America so that it didn't exist anymore and you had to actually put something in, in its place that was very, very similar in power and size and strength and togetherness, uh, to be recognized by the international community, like at all, 
you would have to have the title to the, to the land. See, even the United States government, when they went to uh, uh, take on some of these native tribes, especially in the Northwest, they had to get in their treaty, in writing, that the agreement was specifically for the United States to become the title holder. The, so that the native tribes were no longer going to be the title holders. They could have their nation, their, their native nation status, but they were no longer going to be the ones who would administrate over all of the territory. So essentially, the, the fed, it was a fed, an attempt to federalize a government over all of those tribes to get them to stop fighting each other, but also to get them to stop fighting the, the, uh, the English that had arrived here, the new government that they had put together. And the, typically, they, uh, they follow international law when, they're, when they're, uh, there's laws of discovery and so on and so forth, but which requires you to, when you've explored uh, an unexplored area or an unclaimed area, a territory that's unclaimed, you would mark that territory with some type of marker that claims that territory in the name of your country of origin or whatever. And so in history, when we look back at the history of the last you know, couple hundred years, that's exactly what they did. So, but the United States specifically has that in their treaties with the native nations that the United States is the title holder so that they're the ones that are going to you know, um, do the taxes, do the, you know, do the administration of the whole place so that they could get everybody to stop fighting against each other. Okay? And so that's in their treaties. And so Barack Obama, he, go, he comes in and he knows this is going to be a factor if he's going to overthrow the country. He knows this is going to be a factor. Okay, so he goes and he gets this whole standing rock thing, this no Dakota access pipeline thing going. Okay, so the people that were there, they were probably, they were natives, but who knows where they came from because even the people who were the uh, chiefs of those tribal nations that are nearby didn't know where those people came from. They were like, man, where did these people come from? Well, remember Barack Obama is a community organizer and he pays people to show up to places. He pays them a lot of money. Now, the intentions of the people that were there may have been genuine and and. You know, they may have thought that, you know, yeah, we don't want our, um, we don't want water tampered with, okay? And there's all kinds of stuff, you know, uh, online where you can see all kinds of misinformation or disinformation like, oh, that, that pipeline already leaked and it's already contaminated the water and so on and so forth. Okay, so none of it's, none of it's true. None of it's true. Okay, we've got pipelines all over the United States. And trust me, you would know if they leaked. They, this is not something that they cover up. Okay, you would know. You would know when it sprung just the slightest little tiny leak because the pressure changes the pressure and the computers that they use to monitor these pipelines register that change in pressure. And so they go out and check it and they say they have sensors on them. Okay, so they know if they if they burst, they don't they don't just burst. You know, they know what how much pressure they're putting through these pipelines. Point is, there, specifically in the Native American treaties, there is a clause in there that does that makes uh, specifically doesn't allow the natives to interfere in infrastructure projects of the United States government. And it's a violation of the treaty if they do that. So this is what Barack Obama was trying to do, was he's trying to get the native nations to violate the treaties so that then he had legal recourse when he overthrew the country. So that he could say, no, they can't step up and actually reclaim the land because they violated these treaties. Okay, so their, their claim is gone, it's dismissed. This is what this guy was trying to do. So enter Hillary Clinton. Now Hillary Clinton has this same connection, the same royal connection as Justin Trudeau, the one that we've been laughing about. Same thing, okay? So that's what these guys were trying to do. That's what the big game is. The big game is they're trying to take over these countries, Canada and the United States. Now, remember what I told you about how there are just 
common average everyday people walking around in Quebec that have a great <laughs> that have a greater pedigree than Justin Trudeau. Okay. Now, about the only thing Justin Trudeau could do to improve his pedigree is actually admit that Fidel Castro was his father. <laughs> That's about the only way, because I mean, you can't like this, that one link is not going to do nothing. That isn't going to do a thing. Nobody's going to buy that because like I said, there's a guy down there who mows lawns for a living that has a better pedigree than Justin Trudeau. <laughs> so I don't know what kind of fantasy land they, they are living in over there, but uh, I'm telling you that it's, it's a high time some people started looking into this because there are some good people. There are some great people. Okay, but they are sucked into this whole fantasy of um, this liberal utopian, you know, we're going to make the remake the world how we want to make the world. And it's just not going to work. It isn't going to work. And so Obama and Hillary, um, they're guilty. They are beyond guilty. Okay. For this is what they had planned for the whole thing. So they've gone beyond. Clearly, they've gone beyond. And somehow they, they got other people to go along with them in Europe, okay? Now, there are other places in Europe. They, Europe, they respect that bloodline, okay? They have respect for that bloodline. There are places and, and pockets of people, groups who don't. And, but the, the thing is, is that what, they, what people, those people don't like about um, when they think about royals is the, that hoity-toity, you know, oh, we're so much better than everyone else. That's the impression that they give off. Uh, but that's not what this is. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the nasty side of royalty. What we're talking about is the legal side of royalty, okay? The legal side is, is that the reason why those people are royals is because they are the ones that have been marked out as the oldest heirs the actual claimants, the ones who actually own the land thoroughly over and over and over again, several times over. And so that's why you can't get rid of one king and then everyone else, one domino and everyone else falls. It doesn't work like that because it's thoroughly owned. And in some cases, it's so thoroughly owned that even all of the people are also co-owners, okay? And so that's what they are looking at from their perspective, um, so you have places like France who got sick of it and were just like, we're getting rid of you. So they got rid of their, their, their king at the time. But what they didn't get rid of was the people that had already escaped into Quebec. Okay? They already escaped into Quebec. And those people have combined into a far greater pedigree than the ones that they left, the ones that got, that got overthrown. So it didn't work. And so now you've got European countries in a panic because they see that the EU is ill-formed and it doesn't have the authority necessary, doesn't have the authority of right, and there are, there are people in the world who have the actual rights over the land uh, that, I mean, you'd have to do, you'd have to, you'd have to have a lot of guillotines to get, to get, to get them all. There's like, I don't want to even guess, but it's over a million people way over a million, okay? But that's the, the point of the whole thing is, is, that, is that that's how ill-formed uh, this whole ideology has been by these liberals, these global elitists. Like, they think it was quiet for so long that they think that everybody just died out. That isn't what happened. A number of people died out during the First and Second World Wars in Europe, okay? And so that's what led them to believe that their royals had died out. The number of people um, had died out even of the 
um, the Russian royal family through that time period, through, through the Stalinist purges and all kinds of stuff. So, so it's hilarious, though, okay? Because you couldn't get them all. All of those countries couldn't get them all. But here you got, here you got special Ed Trudeau. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, he's got that. He's got that pedigree, though. He's got that one pedigree. And so it's silly. It's it's uh, my goodness. The the level of absurdity is off the chart. It is so I can't even describe how absurd that is. But this is what these people have been doing. We've brushed upon this stuff before lightly, but this is what they've been doing. And this is how they got all of those countries in the EU to just shut up and go along with what they were doing. The only thing I can think of was Obama got elected. And then he was like, then he's the guy that has all the nukes. And he probably went in there and threatened them. All the economic forces and the nuclear and the armed forces probably went in there and said, hey, you're going to do what I'm telling you to do. The guy's an asshole. He's an asshole. Trudeau's an idiot, by the way. Like, this is like the... Any village in the world, this guy would be the village idiot. And he proves that every time he goes on a trip. Now, they, you know, the guy would probably be a nice guy if he was just, you know, maybe like a teacher or something, you know? Maybe if he was like a camp counselor or something like that, and that's what he was doing, that's what he did for a living, he'd probably be just, a, just fine. You know, maybe a park ranger or something. But they made him prime minister. They made him prime minister. <laughs> and now look at the mess that they've got. They can't even figure out that there's only two genders. They can't even figure out there's only two genders. And they're teaching people, teaching kids to be homosexuals, teaching them. They're importing voters. Not, not just voters from Muslim, Muslim countries. They're importing voters. <laughs> They are importing terrorists, but they are also importing voters. But there's a distinction to be made. This guy is like seriously about this whole Islamif Islamification of Canada. And so now what's, it's kind of an odd thing because now you see all of those people in Canada. Now you see all of those people in Canada that have these enormous pedigrees. And they're like, what do we do? <laughs> well, what do you mean? What do you do? You kick his ass out. That's what you do. You don't have to put up with that dude. <laughs> this is a clown show. You call the clown show. It's over. It's done. Tell him to get out. You don't have to put up with that. Jeez. These guys. <laughs> so yeah, if you think that they weren't serious, they were serious. And it's treason. They already committed treason. They've already done it. And so, but that's why they're, they're the people that are working with them double down on everything because they know that they're going to hang for what they've already committed anyways. So it's a foregone conclusion. It's, it's, it's already going to happen. It's just a matter of time. So their clock is counting down. And so my advice to all of you, if you happen to be of a liberal like persuasion, you should distance yourself from this group of liberals, all of them, just, just get away from it because, um, this is what these people have been doing and they're going down. Like the ship is on fire, they are going down in flames and you will go down with them if you're with them.